Con sangre falestine with a spirit that's too true, so fucking pure. Train to Morocco just to kill the pain. Pain, the S is silent, baby. That's we're bringing to you this from this pain from Spain. But it up, come to spit you some game. Zaid is the name, and we ain't doing it for the fame, baby. We're doing this because we blessed that we can play the game. That's all we want to do. We just want to hustle every day. Because we have the opportunity to do so. Like Gary V said, I could be a fucking tree. I could be non-existent. But I am one of one, ladies and gentlemen. Not because I'm so fucking special. I'm literally one of one. I'm an only child. Which explains, you know, the reason for a lot of things in my nature. And it explains the reasons for a lot of our natures. Because growing up as an only child, you can easily see how other people get boxed in and fitted by their relationship in their household so why do you know majority of those nobel peace prizes go to people that are middle child because they spent their whole life negotiating they spend their whole life on micros and macros constantly in the middle of shit and that's what you find yourself when you got a broker piece you got to get into middle of something and bring two parties to an agreement on something and you do that either between the parents between the siblings between so many different people and then you can also have that common trait between the youngest and the oldest of being so spoiled, the youngest, those parents were so fucking happy. They probably didn't think they were even going to get pregnant or they were an accident or they were planned. Whatever it is, that oldest is going to be spoiled and they're going to have a sense of arrogance, naturally. And it could be good or bad. In Arabic, for example, you know, the father is named after his oldest son. So somebody that we call Abu Mahmoud, for example. Abu means the father of Mahmoud, so that's his oldest son. He could have six sons and seven daughters. Doesn't fucking matter. But that oldest son, that firstborn son, is what's going to gain him that title. So the youngest child, again, usually with that spoiled, you know, mark. And your relationship with your siblings and with your parents. Because kids really do take it. Again, I don't have that jealousy aspect. Because who am I the fuck am I jealous of? I'm the, I'm the only one. <laughs> they got no choice but to love me. I don't really don't give a fuck. But when you got other siblings, you can see, you can see which ones are going to get, which ones are not just going to get jealous, but which ones are going to compete also for attention, for accomplishments. Um, certain siblings are going to copy the other one because they're so proud or they're going to be, you know, so stubborn to prove themselves so different that they will try to do anything else, but not to be compared with that sibling, to not live in someone else's shadow. You know what I'm saying? So, and of course, every parent is always like, I hear this all the time, like, oh, I love them, you know, differently. Uh, but equally, it's bullshit. You like some more than the other. It's, it's natural. It's the way it is. You know, like in Islam, you can marry up to four women. And, Prophet, and you're supposed to treat them all equally. But I'm pretty sure even Prophet Muhammad said, if I remember correctly, that you're going to end up liking one more than the other. That's why it's so important to treat them equally. And I'm pretty sure most people did say that he had one that was his favorite. And of course, you're going to. You got you got multiple dogs, you're going to like one more than the other. You got multiple friends, you're going to like one more than the other. You got cars. You got We got shoes, man. We got shoes we like more than others. And jackets and hoodies. Like, I know which one's my favorite hoodie. It's a black hoodie. I know which shoes I like more. You know what I mean? It's... It's just natural for us to be inclined to one thing over the other, or one person over the other. 
you can look back at different people you're in relationships with and you can tell like oh I like that one more than this one you know you can it, everything everything has a price everything is negotiable everything is comparable um, sure some things can be different but everything is also the beauty of us being so different means we can be subjective about anything even the definition of what it means to be subjective and which ways are we biased and unbiased now I'm just talking silly because I've been drinking too much tea I've never been a fan of alcohol. Uh, I, I talked about in my driver's ed class how we spent more time in the books than driving actual cars, and we talked a lot about alcohol a lot. But again, environment and culture. If you got an older sibling that drinks, or that is there to give you your first beer or your first smoke or whatever, but for me, I didn't have that, and I didn't have my parents that 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 drink either, so. It's different for everybody. So one of the things I used to do as an only child, I don't know if I talked about this before. I used to do car magic uh, in freshman year high school. And it's a good conversation start. It's a good way to meet people. You start conversations. You start showing off your skills. Because, again, like if you're going to spend hours like I did practicing certain things and reading about certain tricks in your, uh, in your bedroom... When are you going to be able to demonstrate that to people? You know, your parents, sure, they're going to be impressed, but they're going to be impressed with everything you do. They're your fucking parents. You know what I'm saying? You got to show that to actual people. And people are going to be really impressed if you do a good job. And what you realize is a lot of things in life are really coming down to not the techniques. A lot of times people don't really care. <clears throat> Excuse me. They don't really care about the technique. They don't really care about the skill that went into making something. What they care is about the presentation for them. How does it grab their attention? How does it spark their interest? So sometimes what I noticed a lot, unfortunately, well, not I guess unfortunate, but it was disappointed for me to see my simplest, easiest routines, easiest tricks would get huge reactions from people. And they would ask me to do it over and over again. I'd be like, all right, fine. And then things that took time for me to learn, things that were actually like, to me, the ones that were like super cool uh, to be able to do and to be able to pull off were like, eh, from people. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just okay. St- I mean, it could have been great, but it still didn't even compare a lot of times to just simpler things. So that's why my mom used to send me that business acronym, keep, keep it simple, stupid, kiss. And um, yeah, that's just the way it works sometimes. It's like what I'm learning a lot now with like the songs and things like that, with making, um, with writing and songwriting, song structure that. A lot of times, the average listener doesn't isn't going to break down something or look at something. You know, certain people watch movies. Other people critique them. They look at actors' performances and they keep up with that and they rank it and they can do stuff like that. You know, they're like their own little like movie critic. Other people just want to watch a fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? They're not really gonna anal- overanalyze that performance aspect a lot. So certain people just want to listen to a song, and there's just certain things, certain ways, certain songs that are just gonna gravitate. Um, and garner attention and the average listener's ears has changed over the years like my friend Bono was telling me when I was organizing a song he was like dang you need to add some breathing time in here he's like listen like me he's like I like to listen he's like I don't mind listening you know someone rapping for four or five minutes straight but he's like but most people are not going to listen to that so certain songs verses get shorter and choruses get longer that more catchy you know like a lot of Drake songs and that's not like a diss or anything like that I fucking love Drake he's one of my top uh, fires but it's just simply adjusting to the way people shift. I mean, think of movies. You can look at camera angles and things like that now. A lot of the camera lenses and the way they the way they make movies, it looks like it's coming out of a person's phone. Like it's in that sort of perspective because we're so used to documenting and recording everything. They don't do it with the same glamour and, you know, 
uh, certain angles. If you look at older movies from the 50s, 60s, and, sh and shit like that, it's movies were a big deal. You know, you going to the movies was a big deal. So they would make the movie itself seem like it was a big deal. The actors would walk and carry themselves like it was a big deal. That's why, like, you know, but nowadays it's different. The stories we tell are different. The reflection on society is so different. And the way we grab attention in media is so different too. The way we're so easy to like, oh shit, I'm going to watch two hours of short videos than watching two hours of just this one movie. So movie time's got to shift and wage. You know, it's a reason Will Smith switched over to something like YouTube and keep on going social media like he's he's old but everything about him is so relevant i mean i don't mean old like in a bad way i'm just saying it's like not a lot of people from his generation are still as 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 famous as relevant and still in a, in the image that they're in because he realized you know how many people how many producers how many people are going to go watch you know all, all these movies and that movie doesn't make much money because a big part of the budget was giving will smith 20 million dollars you know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta innovate, you gotta evolve, you also gotta change. It also depends on what you wanna do. Some people wanna just wanna constantly stay relevant, stay famous. Other people just wanna make money. There's different ways to do that too. Like I'm so curious how many celebrities I don't wanna say got a got a day job, but just were famous for a few years, made money acting, you know, just using their art to make money and then are somewhere right now, you know, not even in uh, any media image but they got certain businesses or maybe certain products that we might see and use and don't even know that it was that celebrity that you know never in our lifetime did we think because we watched that one performance or heard that one song that that was somebody that would go on to make this or open this business i'm curious i wonder if there's a way to track that down or something like that but it, it just goes to show that that this life is not limited to just one thing, one profession, one thing that you're going to do for the rest of your life. Or, I've, I, you know, I'm going to get this degree and it's going to be the one thing that I do for the rest of my life. It's just simply not that. It's, it's not even realistic. Not even We're not even going to get into the philosophy behind it. It's just not realistic simply because we're living in a, in a different era, in a different, you know, the fourth industrial revolution where industry changes so rapidly and exponentially and unpredictably that we don't even know what jobs will exist and we don't even know what jobs will disappear. So before it could be so easy to predict that your grandson and everybody's gonna have the same job you did for the same guaranteed years and you know work 25 years in the same factory that my father did and they will be taken care of and it's just so different now. And, uh, and so that's why it's just better to go with, you know, again, plan for the future, have that macro plan, but take, it, take those micro steps on a day-to-day -day basis. And the micro plan might shift. You have because we because certain things again are not in our control. Certain plans you're gonna make, and are just not gonna go to plan. We've seen this past year is becoming very clear for us. And being practical, being uh, uh, grateful, also because if you're listening to this and if I'm able to record this, then life can't be that bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not on the street begging for cash, and and neither are you. So we should just always remember that. Um, post thanksgiving gratitude is like carry that always you know don't just be excited to start to go into the gym just because it's new year's you know what i'm saying don't just be talking about gratitude just because it's thanksgiving or you know only showing love to your girl or your mom just because it's valentine's day and mother's day and shit like that like we allow these stupid holidays to get in the way of the real aspect of how do we live day to day versus just looking for one day of the year to be able to do this or one day of the year to do that which we should we should have certain days you know like a cheat days and those things those things are great but we need more guidance and, and more perspective on the average days, the day-to-day, -day, you know, just just working, not just looking at 
values and you know so every day is a day to to reach that goal every day is a day you know a, a day that you get to wake up is a day you get to bless up too so remember that thank y'all for listening i appreciate it. i've been keeping 90 minutes on any of these uh, this is like 12 minutes already but fuck it if you made it this far i appreciate it season nine episode four hope you come back for more thank you take care